Welcome everyone to another episode of DM and Truth in Tech. I'm Mario Alvarado. And I'm Daniel Escalante. We are super glad you could join in on the conversation for Church Talk today. We ask that you could please subscribe and rate us and also follow us on Twitter with our Twitter handle DM Truth Tech. Don't forget to check out our website at dmtruthtech.org where you can find all of our podcast notes, recommendations, and any of our contact info. All right, so I think we have a very interesting um, church talk today, bro, and it has to do with fear. We, well, we actually titled it. Well, actually, you titled it, and that's, that's pretty good. It's uh, <laughs> Fears That Hinder Mission. Oh, okay, yeah, I do have my moments of genius sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kudos to you bro it it really is good i mean it's we were trying to figure out right as we were making as we're talking and conversating Mm -hmm. uh what would be a good you know trying to figure out what this uh episode truly was trying to get through right even though we had the basic idea we just didn't know how to say like in one sentence or something and yeah and i think this pretty much sums it up man it's very good fears that hinder mission and we're talking about the mission of the church, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- there are fears that we've gone... And I mean, I think this is one way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... Yeah, there's just roadblocks that happen, that hinder mission. And they're, they come up in church because people fear or church members fear or the board, church board fears mm-hmm. that worst things can happen mm-hmm. or can take us or that some things can take us to a route that won't glorify God. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I mean, that's basically what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. And I think it's very important because like you said, you know, we understand the mission of the church to be, um, you know, paramount to anything else. But when it yeah. comes to these fears that we're going to address, it almost seems as if these fears take the precedent over the mission. All right, we mm. put these fears ahead, and um, and it just hinders mission. Oh, so yeah, we're gonna get wow. into all of that. Yeah, that's that's so key, man. That's so key. So then we have the question, right? Um, mm-hmm. What kinds of fears does the church deal with? I mean, and and how how powerful is fear? To be honest, mm-hmm. is is fear? I mean, maybe we don't talk about it too much. We assume that if you're Christian, there's no fear of anything, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, because perfect love casts out all fear. Yes, exactly. According <laughs> to First uh, John, so we already we have this. Mente- we don't talk about it too much, but I mm-hmm. think it's good to acknowledge and to evaluate what fears we have and exactly. which ones are healthy and which ones are not. Because I do believe that there are some fears that are healthy, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the Bible will mention some. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is you know the fear of the Lord. Mm, you know um, exactly the bible in many places you know encourages us to that fear of the lord and so yes so yeah it does make the distinction that there are some unhealthy uh ways of i guess experiencing fear but then there are some things that are definitely healthy to experience yes yes for sure and we want to go over a little bit of the healthy ones but more of the unhealthy ones because once we acknowledge the unhealthy ones we mm-hmm. can we start that conversation we get that conversation going then we can start addressing them and hopefully get rid of them and d- how can we say demythicize them i don't know what's the word like just debunk you know to get debunk <laughs> them i guess yeah debunk them so that 
the mission of the church can be accomplished because they exactly. do stop the mission. But anyway, we're saying uh, we started out by saying that, yeah, fear isn't really talked about that much. But you shared this um, uh, article, I think it said something about a sur- the survey, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Christian Post. And we'll link this in our notes as well so that you can uh, read the article. It's very short, but it's also very interesting. Uh, they mm-hmm. conducted a survey or reported on a survey that was done of uh, 2,400 churchgoers. And they found that 80% indicated that they lived with a moderate to significant level of fear all the time, compared to mm. 20% for whom fear was only an occasional experience in their lives. And so I think when we... um. I think this study was just interesting to me because it made me realize just how much we might underestimate the the fear that people experience. Yeah. And so if this yeah. is the reality for 80% of, of churchgoers, you know, this isn't even like, I guess, the country or anything. This is just people that go to church, mm. you know. And so if this is their reality, if this is the fear that they constantly live with, then what must it be like for the church? Right. It's kind of how I thought of it. You know, what fear must the church be living with as a whole? Um, Because we do believe that the church is not just a building. It is the people. Mm -hmm. And so if the Mm -hmm. people that make up this uh, church are also living fearful, then that's definitely going to translate into how they uh, go about impacting and planning mission. Definitely. Yes, 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 for sure. So w- fear is definitely has definitely found its way into the church. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not necessarily a bad thing. There's healthy fears. There's unhealthy fears. Now we're not talking about. We, we want to make sure that we define what fear we're talking about specifically, mm-hmm. because um, you know this this survey is basically referring to fear as in like some scare. Or maybe from the, you know, uneasiness, worry type of fear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one where they're, you know, they're, they're, they're very cautious about what maybe in the, in the physical sense being, being hurt physically. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the, the, the survey's kind of referring to, right? Yes. Um, fear of just, you know, a te- you know, terrorist attacks or fear of, you know what might happen. You know that that fear, but the exactly, fear that yeah. we're gonna—that's that's the fear we're talking about. So, and to a certain point, again, we said fear. I think as human beings, we're created with fear. Mm-hmm. That might sound weird, but I mean, you already mentioned one. You know, fear of the Lord—that's one. But fear is also like the alarm system in our body that tells us to be careful, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, you don't want. You know, I mean, when you're in, I mean, not everyone's afraid of heights, but I think, okay, let's, let's define this. Some people might have a super high fear of heights. Yes. There's a word for that. That's like, um, is it paranoia or is it phobia? It's a phobia. The phobias, you know, yeah. It's a, yeah. Yeah. The phobias. But to be, you know, afraid of heights is not necessarily bad. It's just your body telling you, hey, be careful because if you fall, you know, you might die. Or if you're mm-hmm. walking down a dark alley and something looks suspicious, your body's telling you, hey, be careful. Don't go through here. Go through somewhere. Go through another way. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good, healthy fear, right? 
Yes, um, yeah. The fear that we're going to be talking about that has crept its way into the church is the type of fear that I think is more more of a suspicion, more of a of a doubt type mm-hmm. of fear, of a concern of mm-hmm. church, the way the church is functioning. Um, I would like to say that there's even some little bit of healthy fear in there sometimes and it's the fear of not of not worshiping God the right way a fear of doing things that won't that God won't see as good or positive mm-hmm. so you know i think that again is is healthy to a certain point it helps us to be cautious yeah but then there comes a point where it just becomes very unhealthy Yes, yeah, I can definitely see that. It's it's almost like the the fear of disappointing God. Um, yes. you know, it's founded in good intentions because you know everything that you do, you yes. want to do for His glory and honor. But then there comes a point where, um, you know, which that part is healthy. You know, it it lets you know that, hey, you know, let's take what we're doing for God seriously. You know, it's you know, it's mm. not to be handled like a joke or anything like that. It's it's something serious. You know, we want it to be good. Um, yes. But then when that leads you into areas of maybe even to the, I, I want to say that this might even stem from um, the idea that you need God's approval for mm. salvation, you know, or anything like mm. that. So you're, mm. it's not so much, that's kind of when it, I guess it stops becoming about the mission and it has just started becoming about a way to prove yourself to God. Um, none of which, you know, God says, God never tells us that we have to prove ourselves to him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so definitely, yeah, the fear of disappointing him can be healthy to a certain extent, but when it starts getting in the way of that mission, when we start thinking that it's more about us and how we look to God, that's when it starts getting into problematic areas, I think. Yes, I think so too. So let's just clearly establish that or at least we believe, right? This is our Mm -hmm. opinion, of course, but we believe that there is definitely unhealthy fears inside the church, and those unhealthy fears hinder the mission. They cause the... Well, no, actually, they don't. They stop the mission from being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Yes. And these are the fears that we need to be aware of. So let's Mm -hmm. just start mentioning some of them, right? Or maybe at least some, some examples of it. Okay. And... Um, one one of the main fears inside the church, I think, it has to do with young people. Hmm. It has to do with um, their innovative ideas, and I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, whether you're young or not, but innovative ideas has to do with change in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to do. I say young people usually because it's a lot of times it's the young people that want to bring something new. A lot yes, of times yeah. it's the young people that want to bring some sort of change into certain structures and systems that the church has already established. Yes, and yeah. when we see those, the church, you know, the fear comes right up. And it's normal when someone fears something, it's normal for them to become defensive. Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of like how our system works, right? Yes. It's, yeah. Hey, hey, I need to, you know, the fear is there to protect Fear mm-hmm. is there to conserve life, to mm-hmm. to to protect, to have boundaries so that things can function healthy. Yes. But yeah. when the fear becomes unhealthy, you start you'll still become defensive, you'll still become jumpy, but 
to things that you shouldn't. So when young people bring change, when young people bring proposals, when young people start trying to do something or challenge the status quo, Mm -hmm. that fear triggers the defensiveness inside the church. And they say, well, you know what? We won't allow that because then the world is going to end up coming in the church. Mm. Um, I think what fear does, basically what I'm trying to come at, is that fear fear tells us that something might come, mm-hmm. but we make it seem as like as if it's already there. Like it's, it's a guaranteed absent. thing to happen. Like if we allow yes. this, then it's like it's guaranteeing that whatever we're afraid of happening is going to happen. Yes, yes, mm. exactly. I mean, and that's the crazy part is that it's not even there. Like it's... It, yeah. I mean, first, first, first things first, your fear is based off something that doesn't exist, first mm. of all. Yeah. Second of all, you don't have proof that that is 100% guarantee that it's going to happen the way you fear it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so young people come in with a new idea. They want to, you know, worship this way or they come in with a idea of doing, you know, a program, a worship, mm-hmm. or bringing new gifts that will outreach in the in in the way that's different than what it has been in the past, mm-hmm. and immediately, no, 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 we can't do that because the moment we do that, we're gonna end up like this, or we're gonna end up like that church, or we're gonna exactly, end up, yeah. And then you stop the mission right there. Exactly, and you know what? That has such deep implications, not just for church, but for life in general. You know, how many opportunities mm. do people pass by just because they're afraid of something happening or that something will happen that they have no, like, concrete, I guess, guarantee that it's going to happen? Wow. You know, and, and as you were talking, um, I actually remembered the uh, an acronym that someone shared for FEAR. And it was, uh, FEAR stands for False Evidence Appearing Real. Mm. And I think that's exactly go. kind of what applies to here. There it's like go. false evidence. It looks like it's real. It looks like it's going to happen. And we might, you know, go into so many discussions as to, you know, how it is going to happen. But the truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, the, it's just not there. You know, there's no guarantee that whatever you are planning or whatever you're going to do is, go- is going to guarantee the outcome that you are afraid of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, yeah, I mean, uh, what you just said is we 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 pass on opportunities mm. to do something great. Imagine people come with someone comes with something new and great ideas mm-hmm. with just that energy to do and propose and and do something for the church. And we turn it down. How many opportunities has the church missed out on mm-hmm. from maybe growing? from mm-hmm. maybe actually making a difference in their community, from actually being, you know, a, a, a place of, of safety, a place of growth, a place of acceptance. How many, how many revolutionary opportunities did we miss out on because mm-hmm. of fear? I think, I mean, I, I remember that, I know Max Lucado has a, 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 a book on fear. Mm. And he said, I remember in the introduction, I don't remember it word by word, but I, it was something like, you know, fear never won a war. You know, 
yeah. fear fear never wrote that revolutionary poem you know fear never won championships in sports you know mm. he said it it was courage that did that and with courage comes the implication of taking risks wow and one of the things that we need to see in our church is that if we do not take risks then we're not going to advance Mm. If we don't take risks, how do we propose that we are going to progress yeah. in, in our mission? Yeah. I just, I don't see it happening. It, it, it's something that we really need to sit down and talk about. Definitely. What are those fears that your local church has that have hindered the mission? Yeah. I mean, I think you need to sit down with like your local elders. You need to sit down with your pastors, and you said, "Wait, what? What? What is your fear based off of?" Mm. And I think it's a, it's a hard conversation, but a lot of times, you know, I've had people, and I've I've actually had conversations with people, even leaders of church, of some of churches I've pastored, where again, you know, putting into practice that other podcast we had uh, last week about the church talk about questioning, right? Mm-hmm. I. I ask them questions. I involve a lot of questions in those fears. Like, okay, you fear this, right? Okay, so why do you fear that? Mm -hmm. Or where do you get off that that fear is going to lead to this? Well, you know, if we do this, this, and that. Well, where did you get that information? Like how, for example, in this whole women's ordination, Mm -hmm. um, we mentioned this before, but in this women's ordination uh, conversation, I've heard people say, well, we shouldn't do it because then eventually we're going to end up accepting and ordaining homosexual pastors. Wow. And I think that's the moment to ask the right questions, right? Yes, yeah. So so what... I mean, <laughs> and you got to ask patients because some of these... Like, for example, you hear that and I just... I, it's hard for me to to start developing the right question in my head because I just <laughs> want to go off at the moment by saying, like, what, what are you thinking? That's not the right question to ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Even just hearing it, it's kind of like, wait, I, it's not very clear, like, how that connection gets made. I, I don't see it, bro. But they see it, right? So then yeah. maybe it's just a matter of getting down to to maybe empathize with them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe seeing, okay, wh- why do you get that fear? Well, because, you know, they'll start explaining. And I know someone the other time was explaining themselves. And they're like, well, the feminist movement in the world are the same ones who are backing up homosexuals, this and that. And so I can see from where he's doing that, right? Yeah. So uh, then you have to start asking the questions like, you know, okay, so, you know, is, is, is homosexuality a sin, would you ever accept that? No, we shouldn't. Well, then it's being a woman a sin. Mm. Well, no, it isn't. Okay, <laughs> so so then do you think that fear has a, found, a good foundation? Like, is that a, a legit fear? And and I think you have to have these conversations to all these other fears that we've that your church has had in the past. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I mean, it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah, no, these conversations are definitely not easy. It's because they touch, you know, a personal note. Um, yeah. You know, it becomes very personal for a lot of people. We don't we don't usually wear our fears on our sleeves. You know, it's not something that we carry out in the open or anything like that. It's something that we carry deep inside us. Mm. And to bring it out, you know, involves a level of, of vulnerability that, you know, many of us aren't willing to get to go that far for sure. 
Yes, yes. Another thing that I think uh, in, comes into this uh, fear talk is mm-hmm. that a lot of times we compare each other to other situations. Oh, yes. And we'll say, well, look how that church ended up, mm-hmm. you know? Look, look, at, look at the way they worship now or look how things ended up for them. Yeah. And we must acknowledge that not every situation is the same. I mean, mm-hmm. just because it happened to somebody or to a group or another organization doesn't 100% guarantee that it's going to happen to you. Now, of course, you have to be cautious, right? Like, you can't just be blind to certain things. Um, yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean that you're going to go, um, you know, and, and ignore, like, warning signs, you know? Like, say if yeah. someone else, you know, did something, they tried it and it didn't work out for them, it's not going to mean that you are automatically have, like, this attitude of, like, oh, well, you know didn't work for them but we're not them so you know we're gonna succeed or something like that it's it's not about that it's not about ignoring signs or you know taking precautions um so yeah definitely not not about that for sure yeah and um anyway so this comparison thing comes in and not every single situation is the same now if there's a pattern happening then for sure you need to address that pattern like we said right but you know, people a lot of times in the church, I've heard these these comments where it's like, well, it happened to that church. So if we do it, it's going to be the same thing. But see, those those are exceptions. It's not a pattern that we're if it's not a pattern, then mm-hmm. the comparison needs to stop. The fear is only going to hinder whatever mission or whatever purpose or whatever new change is trying to come that that would actually be a, 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 a positive. Exactly. Um, attribute to the church. So, um, I mean. I mean, let's start naming other, 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 um, like solutions type of things to to the conversations. One of the things that we mm-hmm. mentioned was that you must acknowledge the reality of the situation. When it comes to fears, the more specific you are in the conversation, mm-hmm. the the more progress you're going to make in the conversation. Uh, what I mean by that, and I, we kind of already mentioned that a little bit, right? But mm-hmm. it's you you want to, fears are usually general. Fears are usually, um, they're generalized. Mm-hmm. But okay. once you start narrowing the fear down, you start the conversation and asking the right questions to narrow the fear where it's leading to or where it comes from or why you fear that, eventually you you might come to the conclusion of, Wait, why do I fear that? Or why do we fear that? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've had times where, where people are like, you know, we're not going to use that. Uh, we shouldn't use this amount of money because this and that. And I'm just thinking, okay, why? Oh, because we might want to use it later. It's like, okay, but <laughs> so we can't use it now because what's the reason? Um, mm-hmm. And they're thinking, no. They, they have no idea. Sometimes it's just... Um, just old traditions that are inside of us. We don't know why mm-hmm. exactly. I guess someone taught us somewhere down the line in the past. They mm-hmm. taught us that you should fear that and you shouldn't do it and you should set that boundary. But you were never yeah. taught why. So you just keep that inside of you. And then when when you have to face that fear, you you jump up quick. You're like, oh, no, I remember that I was taught that we should be careful of this, this and that. But yeah. you really have no foundation to it. So if you acknowledge reality, you start talking detail about the situation, you might mm-hmm. end up, you know, people changing their minds because they might think, wait, wh- where does this come from? Mm-hmm. 
So, um, and then again, fears are things that haven't even happened. They're not exactly. They're not there yet. So, anyway, I mean, I hope we 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 can help. I mean, we're wrapping up now. Um, we have a couple minutes left. I don't know if there's anything else that you'd like mm-hmm. to mention. I think it's just very important um, what you're saying that acknowledging the fear and asking the right questions. I just can't get over the fact of how Jesus or how God treated Adam and Eve, you know, in the Garden of Eden. They, yeah. The Bible says that they were afraid and they hid from him. And the way that he brought their fears down was by asking questions. Mm. You know, who told mm. you that you were naked? You know, did you eat mm. of the tree that I told you not to? It's mm. just, and I think that's just the way that God approaches a lot of the fears that we have. And I don't see how he, why he would act any different when it comes to churches. Um, and so I think it's very important that we begin to question like exactly what you're saying. Just, well, you know, what is the basis for my fears? You know, is it really based in something um, like actual fears or is it something that I'm just afraid of happening? Am I trying to just protect myself um, from some kind of hurt or from some kind of failure? Um, all of those things, you know, get in the way and they kind of obscure our vision. And so, mm. but when we begin to ask those vulnerable questions, um, the fear just kind of starts to melt away and we start yeah. getting to a place where we can actually and actively engage in mission. Mm. Mm. And then and, and again, bringing up the last part, uh, I just want to reemphasize the taking mm. risk part, right? Yes, some fears might be there. The fear of it might not work. The fear of, um, you know, what, yeah, what if it doesn't work? Or mm-hmm. what if, you know, of course, you have to take, um, it's not just about taking risk. It's about to take, it's about taking measured risks mm-hmm. to a certain point, right? Exactly. Um, not just a crazy risk yeah. that, you know, involves, you know, somebody's life or involves, you know, a lot of money or just throwing away all your investment. But there's, there has to be risks involved. Mm-hmm. Jesus took those risks for the sake of mission, mm-hmm. you know? He went and he spoke to the to the woman he wasn't supposed to speak to. Mm-hmm. He Jesus went and he touched the socially outcasted and the sick, even though he wasn't supposed to, risking what other people would say. But you know what? If he never took that risk, if he would have based himself off of fear of what others were gonna say about him, then how much mission could you really could could he have really accomplished? Exactly. I don't think he would have com- accomplished that much so exactly, yeah um, or at least nothing miraculous you or, know nothing oh, um you know nothing incredible that's deep right there <laughs> that's deep yeah. because that's a lot that's what our churches do sometimes man mm-hmm. i mean unfortunately i've i've fallen into that and i and 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 that's a bummer to be honest yeah you know we don't risk and we just continue living this status quo exactly yeah so, so we just stay where we're at we stay at the same level and, you know, people looking from the outside in might say, oh, you know, that's who they are. You know, it's it's not saying that there's anything wrong with it. But at the same time, it does indicate that, like, nothing powerful is happening. Wow. 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 And that's what fear does. Fear mm-hmm. shuts down exactly. powerful transformation. It cripples it. And then by doing that, it cripples the mission, which I believe is exactly what the enemy wants. And that's why he operates in such fear you know i think even that's why you know these statistics from that survey are so high it's because his tactic 
of implementing fear in the people, in the masses, uh, has been working to cripple mission. And so as Christians, as believers in God, we have to take that attitude of, and maybe even ask ourselves, do we really believe that God is more powerful? And if he truly is, then he can definitely defeat any of the fears that we might bring up. If they happen, God will overcome it. And if they don't happen, then God protected us. Bro, we got to finish off with that, man. <laughs> we got to finish with that. It's true, man. Uh, DMTruthTech.org. Um, what, what are some of the fears that you guys are facing? Or what are, yeah, that your church is facing, actually. That, y- that you have heard your church say and that you think is hindering your mission in your local context. We'd like mm-hmm. to hear it. Uh, maybe mention it. Maybe help help you address it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least with our experience and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, this fear thing is real. We need to. Uh, I think in the end, it also talks. It's, it's a little sense of controlling too, right? If we if if we fear because we might lose control of mm-hmm. certain aspects, but we need to learn to yield the control to the Holy Spirit. Definitely. So, Yep. Anyway, well, we're really glad that you guys could join us. We hope that you guys have a an, an awesome and great Sabbath. And we'll catch you guys here next week on our Tech mm-hmm. Tuesday Talk. You guys have Let's a great see weekend. see everyone.